Lecture topic. Safeguards for the silly season. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Fazakkir fa'inna al-zikra tanfa'ul mu'mineen. قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الكيس من دان نفسه وعمل لما بعد الموت والعاجز من اتبع نفسه هواها وتمنى على الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم for respected students of deen brothers and sisters This is the time of the year when exam fever takes over. Everybody gets into the exam mode. Students, learners, wherever they are. And then it is not confined to them. If somebody is going to be preparing for writing some examination, they are obviously in a very, very different mode. But with them, The entire family also gets into the same mode. Everybody gets very concerned. Everybody becomes very, very anxious. Or is helping, or is encouraging, spurring on. So all this carries on. Why? Because there's an exam. Exam is taking place, or exam is very close. So it changes the whole atmosphere, changes the whole mode. It changes what a person does, what he does not do. Even things which are permissible, obviously. We're not talking about impermissible things. Permissible things, like for example, having a little uh, get-together with family members, having a meal, maybe somebody would say they're having some braai or something. Now they're inviting you also, come to our home, and uh, the whole family is going to be here. Hey, you should have this another week, man. This week is not the right week. This week I got a lot of hard exams coming up. And I got to prepare. And the whole day will come out in all this. Now why has that been made? It's fine to get together with family. Provided that the laws of Sharia are upheld. There isn't anything that is haram that is being done there. This is also not the topic, but some, some nevertheless, something very important. Shaitan puts in our minds that if you want to enjoy yourself, then you will not be able to do so if you keep up to the laws of deen. Na'udhu billah. Thumma na'udhu billah. This is Shaitan's waswasa and Shaitan's trap and deception. That if you want to have a good time, you want to enjoy yourself, then the only way you will be able to have some fun and excitement and enjoy yourself if na'udhu billah, subha na'udhu billah, you violate the laws and commands of Allah Ta'ala, then you'll be able to enjoy it. Otherwise, it's going to be a dry situation and you'll not be able to enjoy anything. Now, this is from shaitan, so that the mind is already in the direction of haram, in the direction of breaking the laws of Allah Ta'ala. Now when already that has come into the mind and heart, 
then very easy for shaitan to nudge it further and to get a person to now start getting involved in all kinds of evil. So now, whether it is a wedding, whether it is some simple family get-together for some occasion or without any occasion, just family people getting together, or somebody will want to start off something or the other. And unfortunately, as the days go, every other day there's something different, something new we hear about. Or maybe it's not new, Allah knows, maybe it's just being heard by some people for the first time or but every now and again there's something or the other and people are trying to invent all kinds of things which will give them some so-called excitement and in that process they will have some fun but where to where these things go sometimes there's some function so somebody now is putting the music on why does that music have to come into the equation? It says, no, without this there won't be any fun. So now the fun is this what shaitan is calling fun. But at what price? The price of breaking the law of Allah Ta'ala. Who is the controller of our hearts? Who is the owner of ours, ourselves? Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has full control over the heart. Will Allah Ta'ala's mercy descend on that heart? where the laws of Allah Ta'ala are violated, where the commands of Allah Ta'ala are broken, can that heart ever experience happiness? That heart might, or that mind might, experience a very brief, some kind of thrill. But happiness is something else. People on drugs also, they are stuck there because they get some kind of thrill, momentary, very brief thrill. It's like a spike of some excitement. But then, after that half an hour, one hour, that drug wears off, or whatever time it takes to wear off, and then the person is in a greater ditch, emotional ditch. So now the person is feeling down, in, say feeling down. So now from the feeling down, they wanted to feel high. So now they got caught up in a drug or drug taking to feel high because they're feeling down. But then what use is that high to start off with is haram obviously. But then even just purely on a logical level, it is totally illogical. It is totally senseless. It is totally without its mindless. There is no, no thinking involved in it. It is complete deception. Because supposing somebody offers you a deal, look, come into this partnership with me. We, for one week, we're going to make a very big amount of money. We'll be owning a few million. But that millions are all going to be jammed up somewhere. And after that one week, we're going to lose everything. What that one million would be earned to and what we put into it also. I must put a capital of 100,000 each. In one week's time, we're going to make a million. But this is guaranteed that after one week, we'll lose the million too, we'll lose the 100,000 too. So now the first question will be, what a stupid thing and foolish thing to offer. What's the point in this? What must I put my money in something? Then I'm going to, he says, no, but you don't understand the thrill of owning one million in one week. 
has a real thrill, you will be like a billionaire. Okay, forget million. Let's just say billion. Then. Because now many people might say, what's a thrill in a million too? Everybody's stealing million here and there. So now, it's a, so let's make it billion. You'll get this billion. For one week, you'll be able to walk around and tell everybody, I'm a billionaire. But guaranteed, at the end of the week, that billion is gone. And that 100,000 rands of investment too is gone. 100% guaranteed. So what's the point in all this? No, this will be a thrill. What a thrill. You'll walk tall. For one week, you'll walk tall. You'll be high. But you'll get nothing beyond that high. But then after that one week, you're going to fall hard. Now you're going to fall hard. So if first you were down, now you'll be more down. And maybe now if somebody is still in grade one, they say you'll be downer. And then you'll be downest. But now, does this make sense? Does it make sense that now a person is going to be for the sake of that thrill, put his 100,000 there and then lose it all? But now that's what unfortunately shaitan gets people trapped into. For that one thrill, they throw their money away, they throw their families away, they throw their lives away, they throw their dunya away, they throw their akhirat away. For what? For one thrill. So that's not happiness. Happiness is something totally apart from that. The thrill, the thrill is not worth one moment because it's going to come with severe consequences. Sometimes the consequences are very, very blatant and dramatic, very direct, very open and clear. And sometimes it is a little bit subtle. It won't be immediately realized. But when the time comes, it will be too late to then make a U-turn. People get a thrill out of dealing or getting involved in some kind of illicit chatting. I say, no, no, it's just harmless fun. People call it this, unfortunately. Harmless fun. Now, the so-called harmless fun, but now it got deeper and got deeper and got deeper. Now they got involved in some haram. If they didn't get involved in some haram, now this person suddenly some good proposal came. So the parents got very excited, mashallah, good proposal came for our daughter. So now they got her married. Now they got her married, but now she is trying to break away from this addiction of haram indulgence in this illicit chatting, in other illicit aspects. But that is now not happening. So for a week, two weeks, one month, maybe a little bit more, somehow she avoided it. Now new life, new marriage, so now all this out. Then something just triggered it. Some thought or some, this was, she decided to just scroll something and see somebody's account. See, we forget to take account of ourselves. We forget about the accountability of the day of Qiyamah. So now we're checking people's Instagram account. And we're checking people's this account and that account because we forgot about the day of accountability. And we forgot about Hasibu Qabla Antu Hasabu. Umar said, take account of yourself before your account is going to be taken. So now we're checking this person's account and that person's account. And now we're following this person and that person, following this mail and that mail. is haram all this. And this is because we forgot about that we're going to have to give an account on the day of Qiyamah. So now you're getting caught up in all this. And now, that became an 
it got stuck in the blood. So now when the she got married now and she's moved on in life so to say, but she hasn't moved out of these things. This is still flowing in her blood so to say. So now after one week, one month, sometimes two, three months, now this started again. And then suddenly now the husband found out. These all sounding like it's a very generalized example, but it's reality unfortunately, very tragic reality. And there have been not one, two or half a dozen cases like these, many cases unfortunately. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Previously, every now and again, there would be one fitna that used to come about. After some time, now people unfortunately get affected by that fitna, they get caught up in it. And after six months, one year, there will be another fitna. That was now some time back, maybe 20 years or a little bit more, 40, 50 years ago. Then the frequency obviously got more. As you're getting closer to Qiyamad, so fitnas will increase. So then every other month, there was like a fitna that will now hit. And people get caught up in it, whatever. And now shaitan decided now this, this pace has to be increased. So now shaitan decided the pace has to be increased. So how it has to be increased? So now he put the smartphone in everybody's hand. So now there's a fitna a minute. Maybe that too is too long. There's several fitnas every second. And now we take it so casually, we take it so, what's in there now? Everybody is now on the phone, everybody is on this social media, and everybody is on this and that. And somebody said now, what, some TikTok. But we forgot that our clock is ticking, TikTok is clicking. And Allah forbid that sometimes that person is going to be the TikTok or which platform and whatever media or something he's going to be involved in, and that last tick will come. And then the person is now too late to even make Tawbah Allah Ta'ala save us from such a situation. We can't take these things for granted and just carry on haphazardly. Life is ticking away and soon, very soon, that last tick will come. Then we have to face our actions in the Akhirat. Then it's too late to now make amends once that last moment has come. Now, while we still have the chance, we don't know how much of chance we have, but this is the time to make Tawbah, to come back to Allah wa Ta'ala, to make amends. Allah Ta'ala's doors of Rahmat are open. Allah Ta'ala's doors of forgiveness are open. But we cannot procrastinate. We cannot say later. This is a very, very crucial time that we are now getting close to. And a very dangerous time. <coughs> the time when people become consciously silly. They call it the silly season. They consciously decide to leave their intelligence somewhere else and just take on foolishness and move in life. They say for one month or whatever period of time, few weeks, they are going to become foolish. In other words, it's free for all now. Do what you want, go where you want to go, conduct yourself anyhow. Everybody is all over the place, so you go all over the place also. Everybody is having fun. How can you be sitting alone and doing nothing and carrying on like one very big buzrog now? So Shaitan now will use all these kind of tactics and he'll put it on the tongues of people who are near and dear to us. These kind of comments will be heard from people who are close to us. They will mock us. They will say all kinds of things. But if we give in to it, then we are 
going to be the losers. Nabi Karim warned us about the fitnas very long ago. In times of fitna, we have to increase our amal. On one occasion, Nabi Karim it is mentioned he suddenly sat up at night. He woke up and he sat up. And he said, Subhanallah, Maza unzila laylata minal fitan. Maza unzila minal khazain. That what, what fitnas came down today? It doesn't mean that it's going to appear immediately, but meaning that this has descended. When it will make its appearance, Allah knows. It may be some of those that did appear after that was what was the reference to. And it could be something very much later in time. Maybe something that's going to hit our time was what was the reference to. Or it could be a multitude of different fitnas. So in any case, Nabi Karim Salaam said, what, what fitnas came down today? And then he said, May you qizu sawahib al-hujurat. That now this was late at night, in the middle of the night. And he said, who will go and wake up those who are occupying the rooms? In other words, he was referring to the azwajul mutahharat. That now there were different rooms, each one had their own room. And they used to occupy those rooms. So meaning somebody from the household should go and knock on each door and wake everybody up. And tell them what? Wake them up for what? To get involved in ibadat. The lesson in this, that the, now because this had just become apparent, that these fitnas have descended. So immediately, Nabi Kareem sallam got the ummahatul mu'mineen, the azwajul mutahharat, got them engaged in ibadat. That the ilaj and the treatment of fitna, the protection in the times of fitna, is increased ibadat. Now this was in the middle of the night. So now what ibadat is going to be at that time? Not farz, it's nafil, it's tahajjud, it's additional ibadat. And they were, mashallah, people who were very much engrossed in ibadat. They weren't wasting time like how we do. They didn't have any WhatsApp to look at. They never looked at any such thing, they didn't have it. And they wouldn't have touched it too if they had it. And likewise, all the other things that become distractions for us, they were not involved in any of these things. They used to be very involved in looking after their time. And despite that, in the middle of the night, Nabi Karim Salaam is saying, wake up, everybody wake up. Get involved in more ibadat. Because this is the protection in the times of fitna. Now when the December time comes, and the fitnas now increase, fitnas are abounding all the time unfortunately, but in December time, it multiplies. Not times 2, times 3, times 5. Allah forbid times 55, times 155, Allah knows how many times. Just fitna abounding. Now people still choose to go directly in the lion's den. They'll go to the beach at that time. They'll go to some parks at that time. They'll go to some whatever other places of entertainment. And they'll go here, there and everywhere. And these are places of fitna all the time. But now it's multiplied 55 times, 155 times. And now they will go to these places. Now there's all crowds there. What all kind of filth and immorality and shamelessness. So now this is the time. We don't get any other chance. This is the time of the year now. We don't get another chance. So we don't get another chance to harm ourselves. We don't get another chance 
to fall far away from the grace of Allah Ta'ala. We don't get another chance to invite Allah Ta'ala's wrath, na'uzu billah, summa na'uzu billah. So now let us please do as we please. That's the sum total of it. That is what the sum total of it is. So obviously this is not going to take us forward. This is going to take us not 10 steps. It's not going to take us 50 steps. It's going to take us hundreds of steps backwards. And then whether we'll ever come close again, Allah knows best, how close? We say, no, next year I'll come and sort it out. Next year we've got no guarantee for next moment. And then next year does come if somebody is still around, but the heart has become so so darkened with all the vices that got involved in, one just gets caught up in that, just in the same cycle, Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us. So now all this, we started off on the point of the Hadith Sharif, on Hadith where Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned that Al-Kayyisu Mandana Nafsa this is the point where we started off and then we digressed that this is the time of the year when people decide to leave their intelligence but Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi is saying who is the intelligent person the intelligent person is Al-Kayyisu Mandana Nafsa the intelligent person is one who guards himself he is very conscious what he is doing. He is taking care. He is not careless. He is not heedless. Al-Kayyis. This is the person who Nabi Karim Salaam is talking about. That this is the person who is intelligent. That he's one point about it is he is not dropping his guard. Rather he is keeping his guard. He is increasing his guard. And as a result, what he does? Amila lima ba'dal maut. See, when it's a dangerous time, then one is a person heightens their guard. Now you see people taking security measures. Allah Ta'ala save us from ever seeing those kind of conditions again in the looting time. What was the condition that was witnessed? So, people now took up arms, they took up whatever means they could to protect themselves, barricaded their roads, barricaded their homes. People couldn't even come out of their own neighborhoods easily because of all the barricades that were all over the place. So many things. Why? Because now this is what you call stepping up the guard. So now they're stepping up the guard. So now for example now, somebody barricaded their home, barricaded their road, they got some extra security, and they did all of these things. So now this is stepping up the guard. And then what they did? They took all their wealth, their goods, their jewelry, everything in an open bucky. And they went past the barricades, everything. Say, no, no, I'm coming just now. And they're driving down the street where all the hordes are. They say, no, no, we got very strong security and put up the guard and we barricaded our home and we barricaded the street also. And all our family members are standing there all fully armed. And what are you doing? Oh well, since everything is so well guarded, I'm taking a drive downtown with all this jewelry and money and goods and all in the open bucky. So now even in the closed premises, everything was getting looted. How long is it going to take from that open bucky to disappear? So now what will you call such a person? Such a person will be called a total fool. 
people will start feeling sorry for him. Something is, maybe this person got affected, very, very seriously mentally affected by the circumstances. So he lost his mind. That's what you think about him. How can, see now everybody is barricading themselves. So now everybody is working towards how to save everything. One is the guarding outside, how to save everything. So the same thing to be borne in mind, that the Kareem Salaam is saying that the intelligent person is one who, two things. One is he's done, what he has done, he has stepped up the guard. Dana Nafsa, he's guarding himself. And he's doing actions that are going to benefit him after death. So now he's doing whatever is necessary. Now in our example that we're taking, what's going to help him after this whole looting is over, he still needs to carry on with life. So now he is working towards how to keep things protected, how to keep things safe, how to repel whatever attacks are going to happen, Allah save us. So now he is working for after this situation. But who is the opposite? Man hawaha. The foolish person is one who follows his desire. So now this person it's in the middle of all this, just anybody is being looted and attacked and whatever. He says, but I'm very, very strongly desiring to go and have one ice cream somewhere. So now downtown, I don't even know whether the place is open or not, I'm going to go check. Because I have this very strong desire to have an ice cream. So now he's going to for an ice cream. Now in that ice cream, he might come back screaming, if he comes back. Why? Because he was an utter fool. Who is going to take this chance in this kind of condition to go for this kind of just chase one's desire? So Nabi Karim Salaam is saying, well, The fool is one who chases his desires. Now he's going down that road to go buy one ice cream in the middle of all people who are now looting and robbing and doing what they want to do. And he's saying, no, no, you must have tawakkul. My tawakkul is there. I am going to have an ice cream now. You see, this is misplaced tawakkul. This is misplaced tawakkul. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with means. We have to adopt the right means, but don't trust the means. That is what tawakkul is all about. That we adopt the means, and we don't trust the means. We put our trust solely in Allah Ta'ala. Person closes the door, locks the gate, closes the door, puts the alarm on, he's taking the means. He doesn't leave his door wide open, leave the gate wide open, there's no gate also, there's no boundary wall too, and all the doors are wide open, and he goes to sleep at night, and he says tawakkul. Nobody does that. Only a person who might not be sane will do that. So, he does what is in his capacity, in terms of halal means, and then he doesn't trust in the means at all, he adopts the means, but trusts in Allah alone. So, now, this is, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem Salaam is saying, وَأَمِلَ لِمَا بَعْدَ الْمَوْتِ That he does actions that are going to benefit him after death. In other words, he lives with taqwa, he lives in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. If it's a dangerous time, he doesn't venture into any place of danger. The beaches, holiday resorts, and all places of fitna, where now all the crowds are there, and everything is now happening. Everything is distracting, things are being taken away from deen. In such times, person will not venture close to these kind of places. Otherwise, he is not doing what is going to benefit him after death. 
person going past these kind of places also, very, very, very difficult to go past without getting affected in some way. The dust is going to fall. Even if he's not slipping in the mud, but there's dust all over the place there. So a person is going to breathe that dust, he's going to settle on his car, he's going to settle on him. The spiritual dust, meaning harmful things for the spiritual self. And now instead of just let alone passing there, the person is actually going into these venues, going to with his family. Can he come out with his Iman in the same manner, same level of Iman? It's going to be a serious dip. And then when he comes out from there, he's going to be on a serious down. We started on this note, that just for that thrill, for the thrill, he is ready to now just dive into anything. But then, now why is he doing it? He's now feeling down. So now for the down, he wants his thrill. But after the thrill, he'll be right down. He'll be even more down. And where he'll finish off. So therefore, we need to now become conscious of this. This is a time now to heighten the guard. To become more conscious, more aware. And to take the precautions. And to already start making a lot of dua. Make salatul haja. Beg Allah has helped you. Allah, you save me. Perhaps family members might say something. Friends will say things. Others will say things. They will try to entice you to come to this place and that place. To do this and that. But if that place and this place is not places where Allah's rahmat is going to be achieved. Then we don't want to have anything to do that's out of place. We don't want to be out of place. We don't want to be in a place where we are going to become misplaced. Misplaced in terms of deen. Our deen will get misplaced. Our taluk with Allah Ta'ala will, be get, will get misplaced. Will be in a loss. Complete loss. So therefore, the point is that we have to now become conscious of Allah Ta'ala. That happiness, happiness will not come out of these haram things. Happiness will come to who obeys Allah Ta'ala. That thrill, that thrill is a deception. Nobody undertakes that, what we discussed as an example, that investment where you just get a thrill of being a billionaire for a few hours or one week, and then after that he's going to lose everything. Nobody says, I want that thrill. That, what's, what's the use of that thrill? I'd rather eat my simple food, have a simple home, and just carry on with life, rather than have a thrill of being a billionaire for one week and then lose everything, being out of the street then. So this is the deception of shaitan. We should not fall into these deceptions. Turn to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Increase our istighfar in these times. Increase our durood sharif. Increase our taluk with Allah Ta'ala. Inshallah this will become a means of happiness. And it will become a means of protection from all the aspects of all the harms of nafs and shaitan. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيابة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك 
يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وسابق معين والحمد لله